February 28, 2019, it's a lot from Pedro Show.
from Pedro Show. Brother Matt, last minute, unavailable again. Wants to tell everybody he's sorry, but he'll be with us next week. I'm at my pad. We had more rain. And this year, a lot of rain for SoCal. No drought. Which is maybe uh, a good thing, but up north, uh, like Guerneville, I remember playing there, the Russian River. Uh, I remember there was a mark in the theater where the last time they had a flood. And it's supposed to be, it's like an island. I think you can only get to it by boat. Les lives out there. Anyway, from the magic uh, of those software cats in Estonia coming up with their Skype software, I am not a man alone with me. Uh, all the way from Perth, right? It's uh, Pex. Right. Zero Debt, Australia. Yeah, uh, we started the show off with uh, Trinkle Tinkle, John Coltrane, when he was with uh, Thelonious Monk, those nine months in between Miles Davis shifts. And then I am coming in, Zero Dent. I got the new album too late, but this is from their first album. And before we get to the Zero Dent story, I want to know about your uh, journey through music. Pex, what, what's, what's the earliest musical recollection that you have? Oh, uh, uh, let me see. Um, I know there was always music back at home. Uh, my parents always, uh, they had a, like a record player and always uh, played the radio and stuff. Uh, uh, probably the first time that I was, uh, um, I saw like the first time I've heard uh, rock music was when I was like five years old and uh my father bought uh, a single by this uh, very popular Yugoslavian rock band called Bielo Dugme or White, White Button. White Button, right. I know about yes. those guys. <laughs> no, because uh, when I went I to like... high school here in San Pedro, okay, we got a lot of guys They told me about White Button. And in fact, <laughs> this guy is still going. Brother Koya doesn't have too much nice stuff to say. <laughs> I think he's yes. kind of a... They, they... <laughs> And Mr. Ezra. The, the main guy. Yeah, he's yeah, copying the main guy, kind of uh, ethnic music now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Dad bought the single, I guess he bought it for him and for Mom, but uh, somehow me and my brother played it, and uh, I know I was about five years old, and I remember going to the kindergarten, like preschool, and uh, singing the song, and uh, the teacher there was a little bit shocked that I was singing a rock song rather than, you know, some Christmas carol or whatever. And uh, well, then after probably, that, uh, you know... Pax, I, we should probably explain, this was not Australia. Yes, this was in uh, Serbia or Yugoslavia at the time, of course. Was yeah, back in, uh, the, back in the 70s. Uh, Belgrade? Uh, no, I grew up in a town... Uh, that's just uh, like a 50 miles south of Belgrade, just a small town, 25,000 population, nothing significant. <laughs> oh, everything's significant. Now, now, now your folks, uh, they were listeners, they weren't players. Exactly, yes. They never played any instruments. Uh, they just There was always music at, at home and uh, mainly radio. Uh, they had a few records and stuff, so... Later on, after that, I turned into. I don't know, there was usually parents buying uh, cassette tapes or records at the time, like Bonnie M, um, ABBA. Yeah. Um, I remember having the Grease soundtrack, you know. 
in the, in the house, though, in the house though, there was no guitar, no piano, no instruments. N no, uh, dad, uh, dad bought us a guitar when I was uh, eight years old. Uh, ah, did you ask he went to Yeah, he went to Poland and uh, yeah. bought this really cheap guitar and uh, first song I learned was, of course, Smoke on the Water, oh, just okay. played on one string. <laughs> on one string, the top string, bro. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And and then I went to some kind of like a, well, not really music school. It was more like a community center where you could learn uh, some instruments. And uh, basically, you know, I learned like three chords. And for me, that was it. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, wh what about school, and then, though? Did you, did you have music in school, like the school band or the marching band or shit like no, that? No, no. There was like a music, you know, music uh, classes uh, but you know we would just uh, learn to sing or uh, something choir, like that yeah. but I, yeah i never learned to sing though <laughs> okay, okay but and then we uh, took a few uh, uh lessons know, at the community center on guitar exactly exactly and but i didn't like the music we played today so yeah. after a couple of years uh, i've given up and then um, when i was about 10 years old uh, i've heard punk for the first time, I was uh, watching this TV show with mom, and uh, there was this one of the first Yugoslavian punk bands came on, and just blew me away. What I didn't even called? know what punk was. I had to ask my mom what punk means, and uh, you know, what did she say? I was just, you know, what did she say? Punk meant. Well, she was saying, oh, you know, it's these young guys, and they're wearing gold clothes, and. Uh, you know, badges and stuff and, you know, <laughs> jumping around, uh, looking dirty or something. But she didn't, she didn't mean it in a negative way, or, of course, you know. And, well, you, uh, I ask you that. I, I just thought. I ask you that because before this music movement had that name, in our town, that was a really bad word. Yes, Puck, yes, Puck I believe guy, so. <laughs> Yeah, he would get fucked in jail for cigarettes. Not a good name. <laughs> no, but you know, like back, I mean, this was like 1980 already. So back then, uh, we just knew it. Uh, name just meant uh, as a style of music, you know, like loud and fast and uh, yeah, 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 a bit silly, I guess. And uh, but just completely blew me away. And uh, uh, can you remember? Knew, what, can you, you know, remember what band that was? Yes, the band was uh, called Package Kapatka or. Um, Packing Duck is the English translation. There was like a, a great uh, Yugoslavian punk band that uh, released a couple of singles and a couple of albums. I got and broken up. Uh, you know, because uh, really I, cool, uh, I've been uh, getting turned on to some 80s uh, music from that part of the world and very interesting stuff. Cornell at uh, Mokva in Zagreb, yes, yes. You know, he's turned me on to some pretty wild music that was going on in the early 80s. Uh, th That's places. true. Like To me, that was like, a, especially the year 1981 uh, was like a, the best year in the music performing Yugoslavia. There was just so many great albums released that year, uh, both punk and new wave post-punk stuff. Uh, some of it was like... A, really crazy in the best possible way and uh, you know like uh, if you listen to it, it sounds like uh, 
sounds like they were influenced by I don't know pop group or maybe uh, yeah, or, or maybe, uh, <laughs> or maybe men, men were influenced by these guys or so. the link is crazy. Oh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was just pure coincidence. I don't even think these people heard of uh, bands like pop group. Uh-oh. But I read the interviews and they were like listening to James Chance and uh, okay, no uh, Yubu and that kind of stuff. So no wave. But then, you know, like uh, quickly, a few years later, Uh-oh. things deteriorated uh, in music and politics back home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to play something. Uh, don't go back. Zero den, okay? shot dead then once married sinister old Vienna was red the red brigade took coffee houses and the Kaiser ball built towers for the masses in Karl Marx Hall 
In Cafe Central sat Dr. Freud, pondering dreams of evil and joy, watching chess moves of Leon Trotsky, flogging his rival at Tisch number three. People laughed at the absurd conclusion. This unlikely Russian might plot a revolution. Vienna was red and from its chains was freed. The Viennese wine dined and danced as they pleased. Lovers cavorted in jaunty frivolity. While hemlines of fraulines climbed above their knees Farewell to Red Vienna Farewell to your glorious fame Our lips will forever Forever whisper your name The amorous glance, the seductive wink Captured in oil by Gustav Klimt Theaters were packed with operetta-goers The Casanova Club stuffed with flanners and posers To end all wars Vienna had survived Bitter winters And all that war Had contrived Bon omeganus Warm and cozy Parent kiss hands Of Domin Cheek and rosy The empire was a memory Lost cause forlorn A new era was afoot Old Vienna reborn But rises from rack and ruin Must return soon To the imperialist glory That spells its doom Farewell to Red Vienna Farewell to your glorious fame Will forever, forever whisper your name. Fame. Our lips will forever, 
glorious fame Our lips will forever Forever whisper your name Farewell to Red Vienna Farewell to your glorious fame
Thank you. And learn about the simple answers Dan found tomorrow on World News and his new book, 10% Happier. And again, don't miss tomorrow night. My idea of a good time is the biggest problem facing the world today is mental health. If everybody had good mental health, then all the other problems would be solved. Because in order to take care of mechanical and uh, practical problems, you have to have good mental health in order to attack those problems. If people have motives that are not worthwhile, then those bad motives are always going to creep into their activities. That You see that every day from the way the political people work. If people were just in a position to have their minds functioning right, then everything else would fall into line. Now that's what I'm after. That's my dream. Now that's a dream. That's probably not going to happen, but that's my dream.
Block for Pedro Show. Uh, we started off with that chunk of music, but don't go back from Zero Den. Then Chris Chappelle's distortion pedal with Time Capsule. After that, Tana Falco with Red Vienna. Mini Beast, that's got Peter from uh, Mission of Burma. Look, Don't Look. Sun Watchers and Eugene Chabarn doing a Minuteman song called Themselves. Lauren with Ann, Rarity Record Collection. Crushed by Pimps, brand new stuff, Happier Part 6. Graf from the Netherlands with Mal Lit. A- awkward, Faster Dynamo. Uh, that's a two, uh, a duet, I should say, featuring Kay and uh, Darren from uh, <laughs> Darren Devonhoff. From, uh, of course, Nels Clyde Singers and Good for Cows and all kinds of stuff. And my Goldman Bust Up Brigade, even. And then finally, Own and Only Friend, Zero Dip. So, uh, when you were going to school, what about the stuff like you get together with friends, garage band, basement band, bedroom band? Well, uh, uh, I was, uh, I have an older brother, so he's like two years older. and uh, I think he put on my gig last time you? I played Belgrade. Sorry? I think he put on my gig last time I pl- played Belgrade. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, I've completely forgotten about that. Yes, yeah, great yes that's him. Right? So, so basically, we just, uh, me and him played in, the, in our bedroom, you know, like a uh, you both hooked to music early on and pretty much like the same stuff and uh, just jammed together and uh, and then a uh, little by little you know we, you know play with some local guys some friends and stuff but you know the problem was uh, we never had the money so we never had a uh, we could never afford the electric guitars or you know proper instruments and stuff so we had to borrow and find a way around and stuff and then when I was in high school, I started a, a band with some friends, uh, and uh, well, it was just a Ramones cover band, yeah. you know, with uh, lyrics in Serbian, and uh, we played some other covers and uh, nothing original. And uh, yeah, so basically, nothing uh, significant happened music-wise uh, until I like? came here. But even when I came here, it took like a few years. What were gigs like in those? What, tell me about the first gig you went to see somebody play live. Oof. I mean, I've seen like some, you know, pop, top 40 pop singers back home, but probably the first, uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, well, let's put it this way. First couple of uh, foreign uh, rock bands that I saw were Eric Clapton and uh, you're a heap. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not very proud of that now. <laughs> I've seen you're a heap. I seen, uh, but I don't think I've ever saw Eric Clapton, but uh, I know about the Cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was okay. I was, I don't know, I was twelve years old, and at that time, uh, I was kind of listening to that stuff. And they came to play in Belgrade, and we went to see them. From memory, it was it was great, but you know, like uh, you know, there was not. I think at that time there was not that many great bands coming. Uh, you know, I missed out. Uh, well, what about on the local uh, level? Um, you know, the, was there must have been a local punk club. 
maybe a community youth uh, center? Not, uh, not until later on in the 80s when I was like in my late teens. But okay. uh, uh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen you know, some decent heavy metal bands from Yugoslavia <laughs> back in like 82 and 83. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, you know, I started seeing, uh, go, you know, in, in my hometown, there would be, you know, maybe a two or three decent shows every year. Yeah. But when I was 16, 17, I started going to Belgrade, uh, uh, like we would say, go like on Tuesday night, uh, uh, just jump on the train, go to Belgrade, watch the band, then wait for the first morning train, like at 4 a.m., to go back home and uh, arrive home at 6 a.m. and <laughs> go straight to school, you know. Oh. So that was rock and roll lifestyle for us. We were Rough. not drinking or smoking, but, you know, we would just go and see the bands. Wow. Two-hour train ride. Yeah, yeah. And back <laughs> then, I mean, I don't know even now, but back then there was, like, no age restriction. You could go to a, you know, a club or a bar to see a band even if you were, like, 15 or 16, no problem, you know. So... That was our entertainment. Like I remember for a while, like almost every Tuesday night, uh, there would be like touring bands coming, like you know, some decent garage bands coming from Croatia, playing in Belgrade, and uh, we would just you know jump. You know, this is before internet, so we would somehow find out, like you know, oh, there's a band playing tonight, and we're like, okay, let's go. You know, just get on the train, go to Belgrade, and sometimes you would go there, the, the show would be cancelled, but, you know, we just <laughs> had to stay and hang around all night, and sometimes even in winter time, you know, just freezing subs. Fuck. Well, you love music. That shows. So, I do, I do. I still do. <laughs> t- tell me about the first time you played in front of people, your first gig. Um, I was, uh, well, I was, yeah, in Serbia with this uh, Ramon's cover band, I think first gig, first proper gig was, uh, uh, we played at some party, and um, I mean, you know the feeling, you (laughs) You do it once, uh, you never want to stop doing that for the rest of your life, and, uh, you know, later on we played a couple of shows in front of a bigger audience, and uh, it's just the you know the adrenaline and uh, when the things go well you know it's just the most amazing feeling that you know you can't really describe to someone who didn't experience it before. Well, what about bad shows? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I mean bad shows like uh, you know I just when I think about it, most of the bad shows I played was. Uh, you know, with that first band, there was a problem. Like, the singer was, like, really bad. Like, he had really bad timing. Like, yeah. he didn't know when to come in and start, when to stop, didn't follow the rhythm or anything. But, you know, <laughs> throughout the life, most of the bad shows were, like, uh, when when the, you know, when the sound on stage is really crap and you can't yeah. hear anything. And, uh, I mean, as I'm sure you know, Sure. You just say, well, that's it. You know, you just have to play and you do your best and try to be your best. And then uh, usually most of the time when the sound, well, to me, when the sound on stage is crap, uh, sound in front of the stage is good. So, you know, like even though I'm thinking like, oh, that was horrible, you know, and then you finish and people come, oh, that sounded amazing. The mix was great. You know, I think it's more important for the crowd, the gig goers to get the good sound because... The guys on stage, exactly. 
the guys on stage, they get in for free. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And so often, people who pay money, they should well. be getting the good sound. <laughs> That's what, that's what I think. I mean, if you think about it, right? I, I agree, I agree. If somebody had to have the shitty sound, it should be the guys on stage. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes I wonder how difficult it is to get, you know, it's not like symphony orchestra. There's like a bass guitar and drums and vocals. You know, like how difficult it is to get just a decent mix on stage, you know, but so, what can you do? Sometimes, I'm not a sound person, so I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes the, the acoustics are just terrible. The, the, the place you're playing was never built for music. Or they don't have right equipment, or, you know. Or, even That's worse, right. might be good acoustics, might be good equipment, but the people don't know how to operate, don't know how to work it. Yes, yes, And then, That's and true. then also there's this human thing of egos and attitude and... A lot of things can fuck up a kick. <laughs> That's what, I, what uh, life has taught me, you know. But, you know, whenever you do one gig, I think you're getting ready for the next one. So it's never wasted. Exactly, yeah. You know, you always learn from mistakes and, yeah. you know. Or, or, you, or not even mistakes. It's like, uh, exactly. Even trying to get it together, you know. Even if you do kind of have it together, you learn from that. I mean... It's strange, you know, because uh, in a way you want to challenge people, but you want them to have a good time, too. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, if you give them just the feel-good, same-o, same-o, you're not really stretching anything, you know, so in a way you got to take a little bit of risk. For me, it was just scary to get in front of people. Luckily, I had D. Boone with me because... If you saw this guy going mm. to town, there was no way you could be afraid. <laughs> you yeah. look over at this guy. Well, you know, like uh, when, when I started playing, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm always a little bit, I can't say nervous or, you know, but I'm always a little bit worried. Uh, will it sound good? Will I break a string? Will my amplifier blow up on stage or, you know, something like that? But usually, you know, the moment uh, you start playing, uh, all those things just go away. Like a few years ago, I was doing, a, like after I was in the first couple of bands here in Australia, I was started doing some solo shows and just like instrumental, either solo on bass or solo on guitar and stuff. And, stuff. But, and I was just, uh, you know, so nervous just to be there by myself, you know, because there's nobody else to cover my mistakes. <laughs> But then again, you know, as soon as I started playing, I would just be, oh, you know, just fuck it, you know, like, let's just do this, and uh, I would just uh, relax and enjoy it. Yeah, good philosophy. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, February 28, 2019, Dishwap, Peter Show, special guest, Pex, hold tight for hour two. February 28, 2019, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
krajeve Vrlo daleke Samo gdje Nisam ja Tamo gdje
Show we started the second hour off with Zero Dent doing CD Achiever, then Sexa is one of some of those bands from the older days. Upicha Chito Kemo. Thank you, Cornell, for turning me on this. Tobakova Kushna Peshi with Lutka, again from the old days. Chumsky, Cornell's band with Malisat. And the, the Mellow Men with Levitation, they were on the show last month. They, they're kind of garage. Uh, you know, of course, for Europe, I would say Spain has kept garage going the most. But it seems a lot of the Southern Europe part likes garage. They do, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can uh, hear some influence in your music, too. How, how did Zero Dead get together? Uh, well, uh, we all been in bands before, and uh, we know each other. And uh, at that time, um, this was like uh, 
I think it was like January 2015, I was in Japan. Um, my wife is Japanese, so we were just visiting her family with kids. And uh, I had a band at the time, but I wasn't too happy. Uh, it just, things were not happening fast enough for me. And it was more kind of like power pop or something. And um, I remember I was just uh, by myself on the train in uh, near Tokyo or something and uh, listening to music on my MP3 player and it was on a shuffle. And then suddenly there was uh, three or four punk songs uh, came one after another. I think there was like The Clash some French punk band, I think some Yugoslavia punk stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, like it was like a really good mix of three or four songs together. And I was like, man, why, you know, like I always loved punk and I haven't been in a punk band for a while. I thought like it would be good to, you know, just to play punk music together. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, like with some friends and stuff. And straight away when I got the, to my in-laws place, uh, I emailed Lee, who is the singer of the Zero then. Yeah. Even though he was never a singer, I mean, he, he was playing drums. He's he's a drummer, basically, but uh, in his old band, uh, he would sing a couple of songs and play drums as well. And he was a friend, and I knew we had, like, similar taste. I was like, man, like, you know, do you want to start a punk band? Let's, you know, just get some people together and, you know, give it a try and he was like yeah you know like uh, you get a band together and i'll see you know if it sounds good i might join you know and basically to cut a long story short that's what happened i just asked a couple of friends and uh, had a jam we did like three or four songs uh, had another jam and you know i think we had like five songs and i was like oh let's just record them at the practice and uh just with a couple of, you know, portable recorders, and uh, we did that, but took it home, and kind of like, you know, not really mixed it, but just put it together on my computer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's just listen to them so we can learn them better and see what to do. And uh, we were all happy, and uh, <clears throat> I put it on the, on the band camp, and I think I just posted it on Facebook or whatever, and uh, I emailed a few friends, well, a few people that I knew overseas and stuff, and one of them was uh, Eric Oblivion, Eric Friedel from the Oblivions, from sure. Memphis, and Memphis. Uh, Great. after like, a couple of weeks, he was like, Pax, I really like this, why don't you come and play Fest this year? And this was like in 2015. I was like, oh man, that's like, you know, it really blew my mind. But I was like, you know, we have five songs, you know, can we try that next year when we have a little bit more songs? And, uh, and he was like, sure, man, oh, yeah, go for it. And uh, then, um, like, a few months later, you know, we had 10 songs. We went and recorded them, and uh, we wanted to release the album. And I thought, like, we'll just put it online, just make it free and stuff. And then I thought, well... I might as well try and see if someone else likes it, someone else wants to put it out. So I sent about 10, I know, 10, 20 emails to, I just went through my record collection, uh, checked the stuff that I liked, see what label is on, and just emailed those people. And uh, some of them never replied, some of them replied saying, sorry, you know, we are fully booked for like next couple of years or whatever. 
But then this guy from Alien Snatch Records in Berlin, he was like, oh, I love it. I want to put it out. And I thought, you know, like these days, with small labels and small bands, often the labels ask the bands to pay for everything, like to pay for the pressing of the LP and stuff. I was like, okay, so do we have to pay anything? He was like, no, no, I'll pay for everything. And, you know, I'll send you 100 copies for free, whatever. And I was like, oh, great, you know, and... But, you know, like I didn't believe it would happen until two big boxes of uh, records came to my doorstep, you know. Whoa. I want to play Joy, because that's what it sounds like you're having.
from Pedro Show, you just heard Overbite from Zero Den. Before that, so don't lose it from Ali. Ally. Alia. I don't know how you pronounce it. Fuck. Sorry, guys. Chronic Anxiety, before that, with Don't Touch Me. From Romania, details to Charles Dickens. And we start off with Joy from Zero Den. It's a great joy when the record came out in Berlin. And uh, you were saying off air there. The next record and a, also an EP is coming out because you guys got a tour coming. So besides Lee, over in Europe, besides Lee, who else is in the band? Well, at the moment, uh, I mean, since we started, uh, like few people were in the band, they left for whatever reasons. But uh, at the moment, uh, it's uh, Dylan Prosa on drums and Clinton Bell on bass, uh, I was uh, with Clinton in one of my first bands uh, here in Perth, Soviet Valves, uh, like years ago, probably well, almost 15 years ago. Whoa. And uh, yeah, he's a good friend. And uh, just at some stage, I was like, oh, you know, he was playing guitar. I was like, you don't want to try playing bass. And he was a showman. And yeah, now he's in the band. Wow. Wow. That... Uh... I've been to that town three times, and uh, it was they, they had a festival, right? Called No, I've been there four times because once was without the festival. Yes, yes, there were, well, you know, the that's festival maybe was called the, the Big Day Off. I'm, I'm sure no, you it was called the Big, sure out the big Day Out. Sorry, Big Day Out. The, yes, yeah. uh, well, the I'm sure you don't was, remember, but that's that's when we met face to face the nickname was the big day off because there was like five gigs in two weeks yes and yes it was a great festival it's not happening anymore no, and no I, I, I think it was 2000, 2006 when you came with the Stooges for the first did, time and no yes. no no the and first time I went I to came, the show the first time I came was in 1996 I was helping out Porno for Pyros and that's then, right yeah that's the exactly. first time. Exactly. I saw you. Yes, you, you were playing bass. Also, also I, every uh, uh, Big Day Out festival, I would also play a song with uh, Tricky. Dirty, and the Dirty, Dirty Three, Dirty. yes. Right. And I, I also was, would play there, clubs man. with them I, on the I, days off. I then, saw that. I saw that. And then I came yeah, to I Australia with Jay Mascus in the Fog. But right. I don't know if we made it to Perth. But then I I th the so, next yeah. time was 2006, like you said, with Stooges with Ronnie. And then when I came yes. in with uh, Stooges with James Williamson, <laughs> the festival was already done. And yeah, I think it was Blues and Roots Festival or something. Something like that. And it was with Beast Suburban, yeah. which was a great band. And very sad we've lost two of the guys from the band, uh, Brian <laughs> and Spencer. Yeah, well, the 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 rest of the band is playing in Perth in a couple of weeks' time. Tex, great singer. Yes, Tex, Tex, Kim Salmon, Kim Salmon and uh, yeah. Boris and Tony Pola and uh, Tony another couple of guys. I think, I think, yep. no, no, Tony, the drummer man was from Perth, right? Yes, Tony Pola, yes. Yeah, good guy, man. I got to be friends with those guys, and I love, I love their band, their group. They did a great... Uh, that crazy version of Psycho, man. You know, we're at the end of the second hour, March 20th, 2019 edition of Peter Show special guest, Pex. Hold tight for hour three.
February 28, 2019, it's third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Bye, Biggie M. Where you and my begin? Where you and my begin? Where you and I begin to ride, to ride, love letters. Where you and I begin Where you and I begin To put up To put up Put up the blackout blind. To listen to, to listen to, be to divine, be to divine. Where you and I begin. Where you and I begin to spin and spin, to spin and spin in the big dip off, big dip off. Where you and I begin, and I begin.
Show started the third hour off with you from Zero Den. And then after that, National Debt was sung for Chuck Crane, Chuck Sands. Beautiful. The Odes with Where You End. That's live. The Odes is a project with Ted Milton. I had him on the show last month from Blurt. Incredible cat. He sent me his book of poems. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Ted. And then finally, Pieces from Zero Dead. So, you were talking about recording this new album? Uh, yes, sure. It was Brian Hooper's nephew? Yes, his nephew, Will. Uh, well, he recorded everything uh, Everything we recorded so far, which is uh, two albums and two EPs. And uh, he's a, well... To me, he's a young man. Uh, he works in a record store. He lives down the road for me, from me as well. So we often hang around. He's a, you know, his name is Will, so we call him Will Spector. He's a genius on an eight-track uh, tape uh, recorder, and that's how he records everything, you know, just on a tape machine and mixes everything on that. Wow! Uh, Still uses he's, tape. Yeah, he's. Yes, yes, he's really great, uh, great with that. He's very technical about those things. And uh, it's just at his parents' place. There's like a tiny little house, like in, a <clears throat> in the backyard and uh, just one room. So basically everything has to be recorded live, apart from vocals. We usually add them later and uh, it's really relaxed. Uh, you know, it doesn't take long. It takes <laughs> usually takes longer to set up than to record. That's good. Uh, does the studio have a name? Uh, yeah, it's called Stable Sound stable because uh, Stable is as, you know the place where you keep the horses and stuff. It right. used to be, used to be tables stable. before. <laughs> yeah, like a barn. Yes, exactly. For yeah. horses. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, once me and Brother Steve with this a Dublin band called Estelle recorded in a stable. <laughs> the guy put a oh, recording wow. studio. Yeah, hey, you repurpose. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, more people should do that. Yeah, that's right. It's like uh, recycling of the resources. Uh, I'm going to look. I got uh, something live from you guys. True Perfection. Uh, WFMU. What, what, so you guys did come on that tour for the uh, Goddard Fest? Yes, we did. Man, it was just, uh, you know, if, if somebody told me a year before the tour that I will be touring in, in the States in one year, I would just say, no way, because I, I never even planned to visit the States just because, I mean, I wanted to, but there's never enough money, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. And uh, 
when we got the offer from Eric to come and play Gona Fest, uh, I was like, okay, let's see. And next year we released the album. I thought, well, this is <clears throat> good chance to go and uh, at least we'll have some songs to play. And then I just looked at the map and I realized how big your country is. And I was like, okay, yeah. let's see what we can do. What we can tour and like not have to drive like for thousands of miles. Well, Memphis is in the middle. So, yeah, I know. So I thought, <laughs> let's start from the middle top. So let's start from Chicago and uh, go down to Detroit and stuff. Anyway, during that time, um, uh, before when I was doing some solo solo stuff, uh, I sent uh, my records to WFMU and they just played it uh, <laughs> like uh, more than they were played here in in Perth, you know? Sure. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, like, you know, it's amazing, like this uh, very big, uh, you know, influential alternative radio station is playing my music, you know? So I thought, okay, you know, when Zero didn't release the album, I'll just, uh, I think I was in touch with Brian Turner. Brian Turner. He was still running the show. Yeah, that's a yeah, great station, uh, Jersey like, City. He was like, oh, please send me, send me a copy of the record. So I sent a copy of the record and I think I put like a five CDRs versions, you know, just for the other presenters. And then uh, our drama at the time, he was like, Pex, Pex, they played us on WFMU. I was like, oh, okay, I'll give you the listen. And I listened. It was uh, Evan Davis' show. Yeah. And he was saying, oh, oh, he's this great new band from Perth. I really like it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, what a shame. They're all the way from Perth, Australia. They probably never come to America. And I just found his email. I said, hey, actually, we are coming to America. And he was like, oh, please come and play. Come and play live at the show. But because we were like just planning to go from Chicago to Memphis, I was like, oh, you know, now we have to like go all the way to New York, New Jersey. You know? Well, Jersey City. But, you know, it's close to it was It was opportunity, you know, not to be missed. So we just flew. I think we've we played like four or five shows last one was in Columbus and then from Columbus we just flew to New York straight away went to New Jersey played uh, oh man it was nerve wracking you know you're playing on the radio I mean it wasn't like a live broadcast but uh, you knew that's going to be permanent and uh, oh, we yeah, just went yeah. there you know, we, we didn't know anybody we met them for the first time but they were really nicest people ever and uh, Sounded great in the room where we were recording and just had a few beers, played for half an hour, and uh, that was it. Yeah, I've done three or four of them there. You know, they've uh, downstairs, they've made it for gigs. It's going to be like a regular yes, club. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, if, if I didn't even know that, but if I knew, I would try to, you know, book a gig there or something. Yeah, but, you know, it's a really happening Next time. Really, really happening place. Look, uh, let's play True Perfection from that. Appearance you made at W. Cool. Put them on the radio. Put them on the whole scriptures. So we're on the television. So we're in the most picture. If you find the first salada, you're gonna have a perfection. Let me tell you there is such a thing. Falling into a place that's just like a needle in a bottle of water. Find the trenches. Get a drop by me. Radio, but I'm not in the whole scriptures. So I'm on my television. I'm going in the most picture. You're going to have 
friends, my friends, my friends will become stuck and bruised and tickled in all my secret freaks. I couldn't tell from a distance, but up close I read. Either crumbled away, or we left off the edge. In this endless circle of batshit crazy, in this endless circle of batshit crazy, in this endless circle of batshit crazy, 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 batshit crazy,
For Pedro Show Last Music for this edition. Started off with the True Perfection Live. Zero Dent WFMU. Then Tollum with Batshit Crazy Times. Ain't they ever? 
AB Normal after that. That's Brother Phil up in Snowy Big Bear. Third Stone Demolition and Reconstruction. An interpretation. Brother Phil. And finally, stay, Still Hanging On was never meant to be. Live, zero dip. Same broadcast. Uh, where can people find you on the uh, internet? Well, if you just put Zero Dent and Bandcamp, uh, you'll get everything uh, that we released so far. And so also, you that, you know, if you put Zero Dent and WFMU, you get the link for, for the recording from WFMU. So you got that. If you're on your browser, people, go to Zero Dent, Z-E-R-O-D-E-N-T, and Bandcamp. Put those two things in the search window, and uh, you'll get links that can tell you what's happening with these guys. I know they're going to Europe soon, a couple months, right? That's true. What countries? At this stage, uh, uh, I think we are, we, are, we are flying to Amsterdam from Perth and then uh, driving to Germany, playing uh, yeah, a few shows there. Germany, Czech Republic, uh, Belgium, Netherlands, and at this stage we're probably going to uh, Serbia, I'm just waiting to get some shows confirmed. There's, you know, there's only a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we all four of us work full time. Three of us have family as well and kids, and uh, so it's always difficult to take time off for like long periods of time. And this is the first time for Europe, so the label is in Berlin, in Germany. So we just want to go there, and uh, basically we just want to go and uh, help the guy sell a few records, you know, because that's what you have to do if you're banned from Perth, Australia, you know, you, it's hard to play anywhere outside of Perth, so, you know, if someone released it in Germany, I think it's a nice gesture to I go read there. Somewhere, and, uh, I read somewhere they that thank Perth, you. I read somewhere that Perth is the most isolated big town in the world. Well, yes, uh, physically, you know, geographically, yes, you know, so for, for us, uh, I mean, the nearest uh, city is like three hours drive, but even though that is like, you know, 20,000 population or something, you know, so it's not like you can go and tour. And uh, if you want to go tour to Melbourne or Sydney or those cities, you know, just cost like thousands of dollars in the airfares and, you know, you never get that much money from the gigs. So it's just impossible. And the only thing you can do is play around here. But even playing here is difficult, uh, uh, you know. <clears throat> I I can say we are not one of those uh, popular local bands, so, you know, we don't try to play every gig possible. You know, when I was younger, I was playing, you know, okay, Tuesday night gig, no worries, I'll just play, there's no money, whatever, you know, just go out, have a couple of beers and play. But, you know, nowadays uh, we are a bit more selective with what kind of shows we play, so... It's great to have the opportunity to actually go to Europe. And uh, I just saw the, because I was booking most of the shows myself or like uh, through friends over there. And we have something like uh, 12 shows in 12 days. So <laughs> I That's hope great. you can last that long. <laughs> I hope you can do too. And I admire you for uh, pushing on in a place that don't really encourage. That's the situation. But it's very admirable. You love music over comes there and I want you to keep on keeping on please Pex 
It's been big honor no, to have thanks, you on uh, the show. Uh, really. You know, like uh, my experience from the States, uh, I mean, we only played like seven shows in America, but uh, people really appreciate it. And for some reason, people really like Australian music and, you know, they think uh, we are these exotic people from exotic country, you know. But just, you know, being... Uh, Playing to new people and just meeting meeting people, seeing other bands, you know, seeing other bands we played with, they blew my mind. And uh, so I'm looking forward to, you know, do the same in Europe. Okay. Good luck. Keep the keel in Thank the water. <laughs> Big love. People, it's been February 28, 2019. Edition of Peter Show special guest, Pex. Keep your powder dry.